Welcome to the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all day. This is our week six look ahead. Missed you guys last week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we missed you too. Hey, <laughs> you were enjoying the the Sunshine State, right? That's what they call it, Hawaii. I, I think it's the Aloha State. Actually, wait a second. Bump the fuck up because you are about to win or lose your fantasy week. Yeah, can, can never forget that. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to win or lose. You are. Death, taxes, winning or losing your fantasy week. But Three things guaranteed in life. So we are looking ahead to week six now. Paul, are you going to go 0-6? No. I'm actually very confident this week. And the reason is because of one man. And that is Gino, the answer, Smith. Oh, you got him on waivers. I How did. Much did I, you spent a shit ton for him in FABB, didn't you? Or F-A-A-B. <laughs> yeah, I did. I spent $31 on him of oh. my fob, which at the time was like half of it, half of what I had left. But I am looking at every week as a playoff game. So the, I'm looking at it as a, as a must win for me every week. So yeah, you have to win out. You have to go seven and five or, or eight and five, whatever. I think, yeah. I think you have to go fight. Yeah, you definitely got to go 500 at least because but like we were talking about a couple episodes ago or maybe it was last episode like you have that advantage of having a lot of points for so that's those tiebreakers will might be in your favor come season's end yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping and i almost dude my roster would have been so solidified if this trade went through i was negotiating giving clyde edwards hilaire and gabe davis to the mike evans owner in our league which Evans? Yeah. So that would have given You're telling me that I'm gonna name drop him actually. <laughs> yeah. Walter would have actually done that. I had him on the hook. He was thinking about it. I had him on the hook. The trade was out there. He needs running back desperately. He does. He's panicking right now because he went from first to sixth and his team honestly could be rough like it could be rough moving forward for him so Clyde would have definitely given him an every week RB2 with high upside and Gabe Davis would have been a great boomer bust guy for him and my wide receiver core would have been Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Waddle. Could you imagine when Tua comes back? I would just shit on everyone. Yeah, if you don't lose this week. I'm not going to lose this week. <laughs> but it into existence. It's funny you brought up Walter's team because last week when I was in Hawaii, I offered him, I was like, would you do ETN for Garrett Wilson straight up? And he's like, no, I'm not taking that because ETN hasn't been good. And I was like, okay. And he comes back today and he's like, would you still do that trade? I'm like, no, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After Garrett Wilson doesn't have another good game with Wilson and ETN has like that mini breakout game. I'm like, no fucking shot. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, should have bit. Should have bit. I got Hayden Hurst off waivers, and I'm always looking for a tight end. Twenty. I'm kinda happy. 20, you spent twenty bucks on him. Yeah, I had. I was a. I was ready to drop half of my hundred dollars of fob this week. I had twenty really? on. Yeah, I had twenty on Hurst and twenty five on Eno Benjamin. So just about half. Wow, you guys went in on FAAB this week. I I put in a claim for Hurst. I put in five. I didn't think I would actually get him, but I was like, this is just what I'm going to spend. And I was blown out of the water on that, blown out of the water on Gino. I, I knew I wouldn't get him, but I was like, fuck it. I'll just put in five and see what happens. 
But man, there were some big FAAB moves this week. Yeah, I just think I think Hayden Hurst had a good week last week, and T. Higgins didn't play at all, or he didn't play what? He played the first series. Yeah, yeah, right. So like with, with Higgins out, dude, Hurst is going to be getting some targets. So T. I'm going to ride the wave. This well, was T. last week. Yeah, donut boy. But I will say this was a revenge game for Hayden Hurst and coming back to Baltimore, coming into Baltimore. You knew that he was in Zach Taylor's office and he was like, dude, I got I got to score. I got to get a touchdown. But I'm happy for him. I loved Hayden Hurst. When he was on the Ravens, I'm sad that it didn't work out. It's just Mark Andrews is an absolute unit and just we didn't have room for him. Yeah, yeah. Mark Andrews is definitely – Easily going to surpass, uh, or, or uh, yeah, surpass, I should surpass. But once Travis Kelsey retires, it will easily be the best tight end in football, not even close. All right, boys, let's start. First segment of the day, hot potato and rotten tomato. So for those who are first tuning in and don't know or haven't listened to our podcast yet, hot potato is a player that you think is going to really perform well this week that maybe didn't have that good of a game the week before. And Rotten Tomato is basically the opposite. Maybe a player that performs really well last week and that you think is going to shit the bed this week. So, Paul, you are our wide receiver, hot potato, rotten tomato this week. Who do you have as your hot potato? Yes, yeah, so I am I'm the wide receiver guru this week. And after looking at it, I actually have some double trouble for you guys here. I'm going to go with both DK Metcalf and Hollywood Brown in the same game have over 20 points. I, yeah, I truly believe that this is going to be a shootout. Um, It's going to be an air raid type of game. There's going to be points flying all over the board. Both the defenses are kind of ass and both the offenses are, you know, above average. So I think that both DK Metcalf and Hollywood Brown finish it as a wide receiver one this week. And I would flip a coin at who has the better day. That is um, hot. That's hot. Yeah. And I think I think this is going to be kind of a swan song for Hollywood Brown. I think that he's still going to be a very productive fantasy football player. But D Hop comes back next week, right? Or they have a bye next week and then he's back the week after that, something like that. It was a six game suspension. <clears throat> yeah. So this is a swan song. If you got Hollywood Brown in like the fifth or sixth round where his ADP was and you've been living the wide receiver one life with him in your flex or in your as your wide receiver too, I think this is kind of his his encore for you. So you I think, still think well, he's gonna go ahead. I still think he's gonna be a very productive receiver moving forward this year, but I think those wide receiver one numbers are gonna come down with D Hop. How I, how much how how down? How down do you think they're going to go? Because, like, now he's going against the the second-best cornerback. Like, he might still be just as good, dude. No. There's no way he'll still put up top 12 numbers. There's no way. You just don't All have right, a who wants him? Who wants him? <laughs> no, just... I, I still think he could still be, like, a wide receiver, too. But I would say more towards the lower end of that range. With the, yeah, he would still get the second cornerback and stuff like that. But... D-Hop's still going to be taking targets away from him. So I th- I would put him more towards the lower end of the wide receiver two range after D-Hop comes back. But that's, See, still, I think... that's still better than what he's normally done. Yeah. Well, he was also on the Ravens offense that didn't throw the ball that much. But I, yeah, I, I think Hollywood will still be a top 18 receiver. I think he'll finish in the top 15, but I think moving forward, he'll be more of like a top 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's the over-under for that game? It's got to be high. 
Let's guess. Uh, I'm going to go stupid high. I'm going to go 51 and a half. Uh, I'm going to say 48 and a half. I'm going to say 44 and a half. Oh, I deleted DraftKings, so I have to stop betting. That's so, okay. Oh, wait. Maybe I can look it up here. When are we playing the 16th? Can- All right. So the over-under is 50. Wow. It's 51 total points. Yo. Yeah. According to sports or BetMGM. Wow. But yeah. I like it. Over-unders are great. High, high over-unders are great for fantasy football. I like yeah. it. John, who yeah. is quarterback hot potato this week? My hot potato this week is Kirk Cousins versus the Dolphins. Okay, I like that. Ooh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he had a great game last week against the Bears. I believe it was his first game over 20 points this week. Yes, he had 19 in the first week against the Packers. So last week he had – and, dude, he's throwing so much. He's throwing like 40 times a game. Oh. I know. Yeah. I was like, Bob, did you did you text John to put Kirk, Kirk Cousins just so you could sway me on this dynasty trade for ETN? Totally not planned. But John, thank you, thank you for helping. Yeah, I got you, Bob. I got you, Bob. Yeah, he's just throwing a lot. Justin Jefferson seems to be uh, coming back from his little little lull period in the second and third week. So uh, Jed is back. Kirk Cousins is going to keep throwing the ball, and he's projected the. To be outside of the top 10, so I think he's going to move. I think he'll be a top five quarterback this week. Okay, I like that one. That's Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks that he's never really has like a blow-up game, but he's always consistently giving you like that upper team game. Like so He has a very solid floor for a quarterback. Exactly, exactly. Like high upside, though. But moving on to the running backs – my hot potato running back is John's favorite running back in the NFL. John loves this guy so much. Probably is, you know, John's favorite player, honestly. Who? Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Jalen Hurts is close. Oh, no, no. Jalen Hurts. It is Melvin Gordon, guys. Oh, fuck you. Melvin dude. Gordon, who actually had a pretty solid game last week despite that shit show of a Thursday night game and he's going up against the league worst rushing defense in the Los Angeles Chargers okay trust me on this one guys he even having a decent day last week against the Colts who have a pretty solid defense where they did absolutely nothing on offense either and him still putting up 13 PPR points in standard leagues like that I don't see a scenario where he doesn't put up 20 points. Or maybe I shouldn't say 20 points. I'm going to go like 18. Okay. With, with we'll hold his, you to this. Yes. With his involvement in the pass game and in the run game, he's the clear lead back. No one's really took the work from him last week. And he did, he would have had more points, but he got stuffed on the goal line. So he punches that in. You're talking about basically a 20 point week from him. So I think. He gets close to that mark this week. All right. Latavius Murray doesn't scare you, Bob. Full week of practice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the jet lag settled in. He's he's gotten accustomed to the culture. No, no, none of those. You could argue Melvin Gordon's washed up too, but at least he's getting to work. And Mike Boone doesn't scare me at all. But moving on from the hot potatoes to those – 
disgusting rotten tomatoes that have been sitting out in the sun for two days. Already basically are like there's basically tomato soup at this point. Yeah, they, they were ripe last week, but they're just <laughs> rot they're just gonna be rotten this week. Yeah, so John, we're gonna start out with you. Who is the quarterback rotten tomato this week? Honestly, I wish I didn't I, I already said his name as a joke, but I wish I didn't do that. I have Jalen Hurts as my rotten tomato this week. Blasphemy. No, I, so just just remember me, okay? I'm not biased. I'm talking bad about my own team here. So, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a, a tough game against Dallas's defense this week. Dallas's defense has been really good, especially in their secondary. I was going to say, ever since Trayvon Diggs call, got called out by Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase pretty much hasn't done anything, and Trayvon Diggs has been on a tear. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs has actually played very well this week, uh, this year. So. I mean, there's nothing wrong to say about Jalen Hurts. He's been playing absolutely great. This is just my hot take here. I think that he's going to – I think the Cowboys are going to have draw up a nice defensive scheme to really make the Eagles work for it. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to win the game, but I do think Jalen Hurts will just have an average game between 10 and 15 points, and we're just going to be spreading the ball around a lot, and we probably won't score that many touchdowns. So I think the Eagles are probably good for maybe two or three touchdowns against the Cowboys. It's going to be a defensive battle on both sides of the ball. I see a, I see a 21 to 17 final score in either yeah, direction. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a scrum match. Yeah, I see it too. Old school football. All right, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this one. Because this is, this is a little steamy, especially with all the hype that's going on around this player right now. Everyone's probably the most added player on the waiver wire this week, and he is my rotten tomato, and that is Ken Walker of the Seattle oh, yeah, Seahawks. I see it. I see it, dude. I agree <laughs> with you on that. He is now – yes, he had a good game last week. He had put up 16 points in PPR leagues. I don't know if he even had a catch. I don't think he did have a catch. But all his work, like, basically, he had a 69-yard rushing touchdown, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, he's going up against an Arizona defense that is surprisingly pretty good against the run, only giving up around 74 yards a game on average this year. And they did pretty well against the Eagles last week. So I'm looking for that to continue. I do not think he puts up 15 points. I'm thinking he puts up somewhere in the range of 8 to 12. I also think, like you said, Paul, that it's going to be a shootout. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot in that game. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's just a classic, like, people think, oh, Ken Walker has finally yep. emerged. It's, dude, let him do it one more time on your bench, and you'll thank yourself if you bench him. Never buy the hype right out of the gate. And I also hate, I was listening to some other people on this Earlier in the day, they were like, this guy was like a second round pick. Like, how were you making the justification based on where he was drafted when you're running backs that are drafted later in the draft still perform just as well, if not better? Yeah. That's such a shit. Like, I like, hate that argument. So Ken Walker, book it, that rotten tomato of the week from the running back position. Paul, moving on to wide receivers. Who is the wide receiver rotten tomato for week six? Bob, that was spicy. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can top that because I think Ken Walker's going to go nuts this week. Nice shot. But no. All right. No. Well, when he's right, we'll throw this on the TikTok. It has to remember this. Oh yes, you mean the eye test pod one? 
Yes, the eye test pod one on TikTok. Everybody follow us, please. That'd be yeah, great. don't forget to follow and comment. Comment. And comment. Good. Yeah. And Let share. us know what you're thinking. Yeah. Good, save good save video to favorites. Save yes. send to your friends who like fantasy football as well. Or maybe just getting into it. Send it to your enemies who hate fantasy football as well. Send it yeah, to everybody. Spam. Spam your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, you hate your boss. <laughs> All right, Paul, let me hear it. Yeah, so my Rotten Tomato is somebody who I was not high on this year in the draft at all, but he has proved me wrong in multiple games, shown consistency, but I think it stops today, at least for this week. And that's Amari Cooper for the Browns. He's going up against the Patriots, and like we've said before, and I'll say it again, Bill Belichick is a wizard at forcing teams to pivot to their role players. He is the number one guy who makes teams use guys who are not their stars. He takes away your best weapons through the air and through the ground. I still think Chubb's going to have a great game, but I think of course. he's our he's our fantasy hero. He's our knight in shining armor, Nick Chubb. He's the hero we don't deserve, but the hero we need. Yep. But regardless, I think Amari Cooper does not have a great game this week, and it's no knock on Amari because he is uber talented. He's a great receiver. But I think Bill Pelichick is just going to scheme up defense, his defense to just really lock him down and force Jacoby Brissett to look to his second, third, fourth option all game. For the record, Paul, you had T-Hawk as your Rotten Tomato tight end for the same reason because he was going against the Patriots. And T-Hawk just had an amazing game the week before that. You called it, dude. He had no catches, right? Did he have yeah. one point? The Hawk coming back down to earth was like, one of the dude the whole Lions offense came back there like they just couldn't score a point the fact they didn't score is very surprising and I'm surprised how I didn't think the Patriots defense was like that good but like against one of the best offenses in the NFL to shut them out and in that manner 38 to nothing is very impressive but I like that Paul I like Amari Cooper yeah before, like, before we continue, guys, did you guys just hear me burp into the microphone? I no. thought I hit I thought no. I hit mute, but I didn't. I just, oh man. So TJ Hawkinson last week scored just as many points as let's see if you guys know who these players even are. Tyler Conklin? No, he scored zero. Uh, oh. TJ Uzuma scored more points than T Hawk. The just- other tight ends who scored just as many points as T Hawk, Mason Shrek on the Texans. Ever hear that guy? Albert O on the Broncos and uh, Jeff Swam on the Titans. I have all the, I know who Albert O is on the Broncos, but the two other guys you named, I never even heard of them in my life. Yeah. All right, guys, we got a bonus hot potato for you. Paul is itching to tell us about a hot potato tight end that he's got <laughs> hidden up there in that brain of his. So, Paul, let's hear it. Yeah, so we don't usually talk about the tight ends because, honestly, nobody gives a shit about them unless your name is Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. But I think someone who we just love as a person, as a football player, as everybody, has a breakout game this week, and that is George Kittle. I think that the Niners are playing the Falcons. The Falcons' defense is scrappy. I will give them that. But A.J. Terrell is going to be all over Debo. They Arthur Smith just, like, schemes and finds ways to keep his team in the game. So the Niners are going to have to throw the ball, I believe. And I think Kittle, I wouldn't be surprised if Kittle has six, seven, eight catches this week. So if you're a George Kittle owner, maybe use a fifth, a six. If you got him in the seventh, that's pretty good. 
I think that this week your prayers will be answered. It it has to be this week or people are going to start like being like, is George Kittle done as a fantasy relevant tight end? Because he was like a couple of years ago before Mark Andrews really emerged. George Kittle was that like second tight end right behind Travis Kelsey. And oh, he's, yeah. The, the injuries just caught up with him. And last year he wasn't as good as he was in previous seasons. This year he definitely hasn't been because he's been hurt. And he hasn't really done much when he's on the field. So kind of one of those do or die moments for him. Huh? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Next segment, King of the Roster. Paul, take it away for us. Yes. Yeah, so this was a new segment that we introduced last week. For those of you that listened to it, we appreciate it. But basically what this is, it's king of the roster. It's pretty much king of the hill when you were a kid. So I'm going to start by naming two wide receivers. And then John, I'm going to move to John. And John's going to say, well, I think X receiver will have a better game than Y receiver this week. And this is strictly for week six. This is not any kind of season long moving forward. This is strictly this week. So with that being said, John, I'm going to throw out two receivers. And you tell me who you think is going to have a better fantasy day. I'll start with Chris Godwin against the Steelers or DK Metcalf against the Cardinals. Ooh, that's uh, a a good one. Wait, who is the first guy? Chris Godwin. Granted, he's healthy. I know he's questionable right now, but let's just say he suits up. Oh, dude, I'm saying DK Metcalf all day. I think that he, just like you said, it's going to be a shootout there. Geno Smith is on fire. And, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay has the ball to really spread around. But in Seattle, it's really just Ty Lockett and, and DK. I will – I'll go DK there. All right, so then for our listeners who maybe this is your first time hearing this segment, DK Metcalf is officially king of the roster right now. But we'll see who Bob thinks could beat him out. Or maybe he'll pick DK here. So, Bob, let's see. We're going to go with – let's see. Where is DK – Wow, DK Metcalf is projected to be the number 23 wide receiver this week. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's fucking Davis. Davis above. Bob, DK Metcalf. Ooh. Okay. DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's a, where's Lockett at on this? 17. 17. Ooh, wow. Okay, that's really tough. He's above DK, dude. Someone call sleeper. Dude, it's it's PPR, that's why. I got to go Someone call sleeper. This is tough. This is tough. <laughs> but I got it. Oh man, fuck. I'm stumped. I'm going to go Tyler Lockett for the sole reason that I think he's going to out-target Metcalf. And that'll be the difference in the game. Metcalf may get like one of those long touchdowns that he got last week, but I think Lockett's going to out-target him, get more balls and everything, get more volume, and will thus have more points. All right, so Tyler Lockett beats out DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett beats out DK Metcalf. All right, so now Tyler Lockett is the king of the hill. We are moving on to Paul. All right, Paul, so it is going to be – Tyler Lockett, or this one's going to have a little asterisk next to it because it'll it varies on whether a certain wide receiver plays this week or not. But let's just let's just say the wide receiver doesn't. So let's just say Keenan Allen's out this week. Are you going Tyler Lockett 
or Mike Williams against the Broncos? That Broncos defense is tough. Yeah. No, that's um if Keenan was definitely playing, I would say lock it with full confidence. But I do like Mike Williams. He is a huge boomer bust type of guy, even though he has been more consistent with Keenan. Yeah, he's out. been pretty consistent this week. Yeah, he actually with- has always like that when Keenan's out. Yeah. He goes like 3, 25, 8, 19, 23. So this is on a two-week spree. Yeah. I'm I'm going to keep Tyler Lockett as the king of the hill, though. Oh, I think oh, Lockett, that, that's who I would pick. Dude, this, is, this is a Seattle podcast. Now. <laughs> yeah, right? This is a Pete Carroll. Please follow us. But no, <laughs> I, think, I think Tyler Lockett, like we've all – I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but this game – has a 51-point over-under for a reason, and that's because there's going to be a lot of scoring going on. There's going to be a lot of sling in the rock. I think that Tyler Lockett comes up big and finishes higher than Mike Williams. Wow, okay. So that puts – wow, Tyler Lockett, then we got him in the top 15, that would mean. Yeah, and he's beat out two people, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. All right, Paul. All right, so this one – I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett, obviously. I'll go with Tyler Lockett here because. uh... (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joanne, let's hit it where it hurts. Tyler Lockett or Jamar Chase? Fucking A, dude. Oh, it's going to be fucking Jamar Chase, dude. It's his week. (laughs) Jamar Chase, I'm sorry, Tyler Lockett. This is the week. This is the week. Dude, I've been saying that for four weeks. It has to happen. Stay tuned to a segment later where I may touch on it. Oh, okay, good. So that I won't say too much, Jamar Chase is playing the Saints who give up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. There has now been a five-game sample size, so I think we can maybe start to use that data as help in this type of situation. So I'll go Jamar Chase. And if T. Higgins is not playing, more targets to be thrown to Jamar Chase. Now, granted, there probably could be much more double coverage on Jamar Chase, but we're just going to ignore that for now and say that Jamar Chase does Jamar Chase things and scores 25 points. Thank you. Damn, John, I was going to say, Jamar Chase scoring 12 points four weeks in a row does not worry you? Oh, it worries me so much, Paul. Last year too, and then he just went off like I'm yeah. not gonna, but he's like that type he's not the Justin Jefferson who's like very like more consistent, I should say. He's I don't want to say boomer bust because he's not boomer bust because he gets a lot of volume still, but like he's very dependent on those like, big time like long touchdowns, like to really yeah. up his fantasy day. Yep. But I agree with you on that one, John. Sorry, right. Ty Lockett. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good run by Ty Lockett, dude. All right, so does Jamar Chase score more points than Mike Evans does Oh, against the Steelers? I know who I would pick. You know what? Just to stay in stride with my <laughs> – with what I'm going to talk about later, I'm going Jamar Chase because this man deserves it. <laughs> this yeah. man, he the, deserves nothing. Justificate, but I can back up what I'm about to say. So, like you said earlier with the Chris Godwin thing, the Bucks have a lot of people to spread the ball around. Godwin's healthy. We expect him to play. Leonard Fournette's always getting the ball. 
And Brady just likes to spread it around. I know Mike Evans is a big target in the end zone and just in general for Brady. But if T. Higgins is out this week, and he's probably not going to be at 100% regardless, I don't think the Marcus Lattimore thing is really going to impact Jamar Chase as much. I think it'll benefit him. And I really am looking for Jamar Chase to have that breakout game. So I am taking him over Mike Evans. All right. Let's start getting the heavy hitters here. Let's get to some of the heavy hitters. All right. So now we got Jamar Chase at the king of the hill. I'm surprised this guy's really at the top, like this high up, but we'll roll with it. Are you taking Jamar Chase, Paul, or are you taking Tyreek Hill, who's dealing with a little bit of an injury up until maybe today? Yeah, it looks like he was deemed healthy. Okay. Yeah, so. <clears throat> but it is it, his go. foot. It is his foot. And wide receivers need those. Yeah, wide receivers definitely need their feet. That's a crucial part of their their body for the position they play. But <laughs> I do love me some Tyreek Hill, and he's been a target monster, and he I think he has overshot expectations down there in Miami. But – Yes, give me the butt. I'm going to keep Jamar Chase on yeah, top. Yeah, we all know the butt. It's Teddy fucking Bridgewater as the quarterback. Yeah, and that that's exactly – it could be – it might not even be Teddy I Bridgewater. It could be a top five wide receiver. That, yeah, now. that's just sleeper. I don't yeah, know what they're doing. That's so but, weird that they're like that <clears throat> high. But yeah, I think Jamar Chase has a better week than Tyreek Hill this week, strictly because whether it's if it's Teddy Bridgewater, Tyreek has a better chance. But if it's whoever the hell that other guy is, Put respect on Skylar Thompson's name, Paul. Skylar Thompson. <laughs> Sorry, Skylar Thompson. Listen to our podcast. But. <laughs> but but yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll keep Jamar Chase on top of the hill. All right, okay. Jamar Chase with a nice run here. He does. He is having a nice run. So let's just let's just go after it. Let's yeah. just go after it. Uh, <laughs> but before I say this, I'm going to give a little context. So Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup, but Cup is hobbled. He did leave practice with a leg injury today. Oh, and. J.C. Horn, yeah, and they're playing the Panthers, and J.C. Horn has allowed the least amount of receiving yards for the year, and that total number is he's only allowed 47 receiving yards this year to receivers that he is covering. How disgusting is that? It's insane. I really don't – I mean, if, if Cup's hobbled, it could be different, but it I doesn't – does Cup play on the outside as much? They have him everywhere. They move him all over the place. They, they move J.C. Horn around a lot, too, or is he just, like, strictly on the outside? Bob, I'd be lying to you if I said I've watched a second of Carolina Panthers football this year. So, Cooper Cup is going to score more points than Jamar Chase, and that's because he has every single week so far, except for maybe the first week, but that doesn't even matter at this point. So, Cooper Cup is playing the Panthers. Doesn't matter what J.C. Horn does. It's Cooper Cup. And he's going to find a way to get around him. And if he can get around Horn, then he can certainly get around everyone else on that defense because they give a ton of points up to wide receivers. So Cooper Cup, again, he's going to score 20, 30 points maybe. All right. Is Cooper Cup going to score more points than Justin Jefferson in Miami? Oh, Paul, with that little tidbit of news about 
cup being hobbled, I'm starting to se- I'm starting to second guess now. And Justin Jefferson, I think he's personally the best wide receiver in the league. I don't care. I mean, Cooper Cup may be the best fantasy wide receiver, but that's only because Matt Stafford just for some reason goes blind when he's looking any other receiver's way. Just can't see him. He can only see Cooper yeah. Cup. He's not blind. He's racist. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he only targets Tyler Higby, too. It's Yeah, dude. It's really bad. It's really bad. Oh, man. We were all thinking it, but John said it. (laughs) I am going... I'm going Justin Jefferson here. And I'm going Justin Jefferson because, like I said, he's gotten... Well, I think he's the best wide receiver in the league. I think he's gotten back on track after that two-game lull. We all know that he's going to hog targets and everything. Adam Thielen's not what he once used to be. And the Miami defense, this secondary is pretty – I'm not up to date on their injuries, but last week when they played the Jets, Byron Jones was hurt. Xavier Howard was hurt as well. All these guys, whether they're playing or not, are a little hobbled right now, and I think Justin Jefferson's going to take full advantage of it. I would – I definitely think he's going to be wide receiver one or two this week. So that leads me to the last one, I think. Yeah, definitely. Are you taking Justin Jefferson, the current king of the hill, or Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs. I didn't even have to think about it. I think Stephon Diggs is going to score like 50 points this week. Yeah, I I can see it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That over-under could seriously be like 112. Yeah. Kansas like, City has been surprising, though. Not yeah. as bad as they used to be. But, yeah, Josh Allen just throws to Stephon Diggs all the is time. That, is that the night game? Dude, that's a 430 game. How do they not have that as the night game? Dude, can they switch that with the fucking Denver game, please, on Monday night? Can we all just – can can we call up Stephon Diggs? I feel like he would answer one of my calls. John, your your Eagles and Cowgirls are the Sunday night game. No, I want I want the the Broncos are playing Monday night football again. Like get them off prime time. I know it's Let's swap the Kansas City Buffalo game. Give them an extra day's rest, and then bring the Broncos in at four thirty, dude. Unreal, unreal. So does that make Stephon Diggs our king of the hill? Yeah. Are we all in? Are we all in favor? I mean, we kind of have to be. That's how I'm it works. Not, I'm not in favor, but. I'm okay with it. All right. So there we have it. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, we like Diggs, Jetta, and either Chase or Cup will be the top four guys. Not Hollywood Brown or DK? Why is he so high? Why is Tyreek so high, dude? I don't get that. Yeah. Dude, why is Jalen Waddle so high? I'm going to eat my words about Tyreek. He's going to score like 60 points this week. Dude, I hope Jalen Waddle goes nuts. Nothing would make me happier. Why is Michael Thomas? <laughs> dude, what, yeah, what is sleepers on to something, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of these rankings, but I do like our King of the Hill. I'm okay with that. Stefan Diggs perennial top five wide receiver if not in the top three consistently this week or this season i should say yeah so totally cool with that but let's move on since we're looking ahead you got to do some stardom and sit them on today's episode so i'll start first going off my 
little segment on the other episode when I said to bench Najee Harris indefinitely until you start seeing some type of production. I want to see what you guys think. So if you're, we're talking strictly a flex spot, would you start Najee Harris against the Bucks? Very good defense. Or Romeo Dobbs against the Jets, who also have been surprisingly really good in the secondary this year? Yeah. Who's the first guy? Najee against the Bucks. I would do – this is just for your flex spot, obviously. So, I would do Najee, dude. I'm not, like, solely set on just benching Najee, dude. Because, like, how stupid would you feel, dude, if Dobbs got a dud and – Fucking Najee. You can't play scared. You can't play scared though, and I believe start your studs is a thing. But Najee has done close to nothing this year. Yeah, I know, and he got no rushing opportunities last game. Or like we said, his floor just hasn't been there this year, and that's why I think he's benchable at this point. So I need an answer from you guys, though. I'm still. I'm gonna go Najee. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm also going to go Najee, but it absolutely pains me to go <laughs> Najee. And the only the only reason I'm going Najee is because although Najee's floor is a lot lower than it was last year, it's still at least a floor where Dobbs's floor could literally be zero. Like, if, if he drops the first pass that Aaron Rodgers throws to him, Aaron Rodgers would be like, all right, dude, yeah. I'm not throwing you the ball the rest yeah, of the Yeah, it's game. a Randall Cobb game or an Alan Lazard game. Yeah, yeah. so that it's, it's not because of – Dobbs' talent, it's because of Aaron Rodgers' ego. Yeah. Dude, that not that, like, insane that you actually play a team sport and you're like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, you make a mistake. Oh, okay, you're basically done for the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll meet you in the locker room, bud. Yeah. Not even a coach just pulls. It's one thing if a coach pulls you, but your quarterback's just like, yeah, you'll be on the field, but you're not really going to play. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I he think sends him on wind sprints as punishment. He just yeah. him long. I think that uh, this the the player that's going to perform on the, on the Packers this week will be Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon, one of those running backs. Dude, it's the same way with the running backs too. Like whoever the hot hand is, they're just like, all right, we're going to keep giving it to this guy. So it'll probably be Aaron Jones, but I think the running backs are going to be like the star performers of the Packers and the Jets game even. I think the running backs will perform better on the Jets side too. I agree. It's been a weird backfield in Green Bay. Yeah, I think it's more coach, like the coach of anything. I heard, I don't know the specific stats off the top of my head, but I was listening to Cowherd yesterday. Aaron Jones apparently leads the league in yards per carry, but is like in, like below the bottom, the top 15 in attempts or something like that. Oh. Yeah. So he's doing the most, he's doing the most out of the opportunity he's getting. He's doing yeah, the most with the least. So yeah. that's so that's coaching. That's them not giving their best player the ball enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Wow. Like, you... <laughs> and that impacts his fantasy performance, obviously, too. If he starts getting more volume, then obviously he gets more points. So save me with the AJ Dillon shit. Aaron Jones is the best running back in that backfield Agreed. by far, in my yeah, opinion. Let's move on. Paul. All right, so I have I have one that was a little tricky for me, and that's okay. why I want to discuss it here. So for your RB2 slot, so you have a wide receiver who's locked into flex. So there, okay. there is no mentioning of that. This is for your RB2. 
Got it. Raheem Mostert versus the Vikings or Miles Sanders versus the Cowboys? Oh, oof. That's hard because it's we've seen Sanders' high-scoring games, but he has to get a shit ton of volume to get that. Yeah. Sanders continues to get touchdowns vultured from him by Jalen Hurts. And last year, Sanders didn't score a touchdown last year. At least he's, he's showing much more improvement in terms of that this year. But Sanders was getting vultured touchdowns by the by like Boston Scott and um Kenny Gainwell like the other running back and Jalen Hurts and, and they're going up against Dallas dude the hard part is Mostert I'm gonna go Mostert here I would start fuck dude because this is my team and I'm starting Sanders I'm about I'm about, I'm about to switch I'm about to switch dude because I, I know I have Sanders in the starting lineup right now I don't know, dude. I'm I'm gonna start Sanders because I'm going to the game, but I'm gonna wake up on Monday knowing I should have started Mostert. So I'm just gonna if anyone else is in this position, just go Mostert because he's going against an easier defense with a backup quarterback who's they're gonna rely on the run more and Chase Edmonds is in a threat. So fucking Raheem Mostert, I'm done. I'm done talking. <laughs> John I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it right now. I feel <laughs> Oh, man. I'm really not confident in either one of these guys this week. <sighs> wow. This is really – this is a tough one. Oh, 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 Mostert's knee is, is hurt. He didn't practice today. I'm going to – I'm going to go – dude, fuck. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm going to go Mostert too because – and I'm not saying I think he's going to have a big performance or anything like that, but I, if he plays, obviously, not if he gets hurt or goes yeah. out of the early or whatever, but I think he's guaranteed to get more opportunities to score touchdowns than Miles Sanders is. Miles Sanders may be able to rack up yards, but again, he's going against the Dallas defense, who I do believe also they're way better against the pass than they are against the run, so that might be something to consider, but... I trust Moster more in terms of getting the volume than I do with Miles Sanders and getting ha- having more opportunities to get a touchdown, which will probably make the difference between who has the better week this week. Yeah. I don't feel good about it at all, though. That was a good I, I have to start Sanders. Like, I can't imagine just being at the game and, like, being upset when Miles Sanders scores a touchdown. Like, no, I dude. To. You, you, if you don't want to start him, I, dude, I do this with the Ravens all the time. I like if I don't start Dobbins or if I have some of the Ravens, I don't start them. I just convince myself that if I'm at the game and they go nuts and they score, then I'm happy. Yeah. Your team's winning. winning. Yeah. And then you look at your phone and you're like, I could be so much happier. I know, but it would be even worse if you did play him and he throws up a dud and then you lose and you're like, wow, I couldn't even get fantasy right. Okay. All right, all right, Sanders is back. All right, I'm switching that. <laughs> John's going to be tossing and turning all night just about dude, I've, this. I've, I've, I've switched up my roster four times today, dude, because I have so many wide receivers. Dude, my team is so deep. If I So if I put Miles over Mostert, all right, let's just say Mostert, he stays on my bench this week. I'll let him have another good game on my bench, and then maybe we'll start thinking about starting him. Now I have to decide between Marquise Brown, Ty Lockett, and Deontay Johnson. And right now, and I have to pick two out of those three, so I have Brown and Lockett in, and then DJ on my bench. But he got 13 targets last week. All he has to do is catch them. I don't know, dude. A tough call, John. 
I'm not. Yeah, I know you guys probably don't even want to help me because I'm at the top of the of the stand. No, I'm, I'm Team Eagles. Team Eagles now. Remember, John, we came to a little bit of a fandom for each other's team. Yeah, true, true. I am. I am half a Jets fan. We can't let that go. But let's hear your let's hear your start and sit them this week. Okay. This is for your flex spot. Okay. And you already have Aaron Jones as your running back. Okay. So this is your flex team. Yeah. (laughs) So do you start AJ Dillon at your flex versus the Jets, or do you start Elijah Moore versus the Packers? Oh, that's really. That's a bad. This is another. These are all like tough. Yeah, it's ones. like who's gonna score five points? And yeah, who's score exactly. <laughs> right. Do you want five points or do you want six and a half points? See, that's, <laughs> hey, dude, we've seen plenty of matchups come down to that. So um, let's, let's hear your fantasy experience here. I'm gonna start this one because I have a philosophy in terms of fantasy where I'm default going with Elijah Moore. I I already have kind of a, a philosophy where I don't start. Um, players that are on the same team and it just makes it even worse if they're at the same position running backs especially because usually there's one guy who always gets more work than the other not really as spread out as wide receivers can be so I'm going Elijah Moore again like you said John may just be looking for five points out of this because Elijah Moore hasn't really done anything this year so maybe you're hoping for that breakout game from Elijah Moore Finally, because the Packers defense has been a little underwhelming compared to what we expected so far this year. So I'm going Elijah Moore. Not confident about it, but I would never start two running backs on the same team. Yes. Yeah, Bob, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I I, I would never have drafted two guys unless one is like a clear handcuff. Yeah, you're like, yeah. an idiot to do that. Yeah, he did, <laughs> he did it in... It, like high rounds too. I know, dude. He got him in like the fifth. He got like Aaron Jones in the second. And then three picks later, AJ Dillon was his flex. We were all like, "What are you doing? Go off for twenty points a game." Uh, yeah, right. Like, dude, two running backs on the same team aren't gonna each score two touchdowns. You can get lucky with one and one. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'd rather live with Aaron Jones having a little bit better game than AJ Dillon and Elijah Moore. Like having a big play. I'd rather right. live with the hope of that than... Yeah, Elijah Moore can go deep for 80 yards. A.J. Dillon's going to have to run for it. A.J. Dillon's going to have to have a touch, get a touchdown to really yeah. be, have a good... Like you said, Elijah Moore could rack up whatever, let's just say 70 yards or something like that, and he has seven points. Yeah, Plus, which he hasn't done. Elijah yeah. Moore absolutely sucked. <laughs> but it only really takes one big play, and I guess you could say the same for Dillon, but you're banking on him probably scoring which that's the it's a tough gamble and yeah. same team as aaron jones so <laughs> absolutely not yeah you're just really limiting your upside when you start two players on the same team but also in the same position that's just ridiculous like you're basically saying okay this guy can get 20 points this guy can get five like yeah. you don't want you're that start, so. if starting the packers backfield and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all from a fantasy perspective. And it's even dumber that you drafted two running backs on the same team in like the first five rounds. That just, it's terrible draft strategy. <laughs> Sorry to, he knows who he is if he listens. I don't think he listens. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't, but he knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, that was good. That was good. All those were really tough and none of them were like, 
they pretty much all feel like they're going to be low-scoring players this week. But let's get into high-scoring players, boys. Yes. Locks of the week. Who are you predicting to be your locks of the week, John? My locks of the week? You mean my my smoked my smoked salmon Asiago bagel with cream cheese? Oh, with a little red onion top? Yes, dude. My my spicy salmon sushi with with cream cheese and I'm basically just saying the same thing, but it has rice around it um, <laughs> instead of a bagel. All right, enough of the food talk. My locks of the week is going to be Dalvin Cook. He is going to carry this momentum and he's going to run over the Dolphins defense. I think this is the type of wave you got to hop on because he's a first round draft pick. And when these players get hot, they can stay hot. We saw it with CMC. Seems like we're seeing it with Eckler and Derrick Henry. So this is Dalvin Cook's wave that we got to hop on. Yeah, I see the Vikings getting a, a lead pretty early, especially since two is out. So I think they're just going to be handing the ball off. Now, the funny thing is, is I did say Kirk Cousins was going to have a great game. This means Kirk Cousins is going to have to be passing a lot to Dalvin Cook. But yeah, let's let's do it. I guarantee Cook will will finish in the top. He'll be an RB1 this week. Like top twelve? No, I I actually. Almost, I thought you meant RB one, RB one. No, no. I like Dalvin Cook a lot. I really wanted to make him my hot potato, but mm-hmm. I decided against it because I felt like it was a little too obvious. But I do agree. I think he's going to have a big week as well. But moving on to the wide receivers, we talked about earlier, and I'm going to stick by this. I really hope I don't end up eating shit for this this <laughs> come next week, but. Jamar Chase, man, this guy's got to be the locks of the week. It has to happen. It hasn't had over 20 points since week one. Week one. Like, it's been a long time, and people are starting to get really concerned about this. And, again, I think T. Higgins not being at 100% will help him. I don't buy into the Marcus Lattimore thing. I think they're going to move Jamar Chase around. And the Saints' defense got gashed by Geno Smith last week so as long as the Bengals line holds up even a little bit I think Joe Burrow will be able to get Jamar Chase to a place where he'll score 20 plus points Jamar Chase's time has to come and it's gonna be this week against the Saints Bob we're playing each other in Dynasty this week we are I'm surprised we're I'm surprised I'm projected to be it's only by a point but like I thought you're team was better honestly Dude, my team is injured bro and aj Dillon sucks like i have to go with i think i'm going with jalen hurts and jimmy g as my quarterbacks last week i did jalen and Tannehill, so i'm i'm giving garoppolo the nod and dude i have all the sh- shitty players we just talked about dude actually this is hilarious i have aj Dillon and elijah moore in dynasty <laughs> <laughs> But I don't have Aaron Jones. So, yeah, I have to start those two shitty players. So I picked up Garoppolo in our redraft league. I feel like he's just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. And the matchup against the Falcons is too good to pass up right now, honestly. Yeah, yeah Bob, you're going you're gonna to beat me in Dynasty this week for sure. Well, don't say that. Just, <laughs> just, just let it happen. We'll see. We'll see. But moving on, got one more locks of the week. Paul, who is your locks of the week? Yes, yeah, so I could have picked from either of these two quarterbacks who are playing in this game, but I've decided to go with the guy who has a Super Bowl, who has an MVP, 
and that's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think he is not going to disappoint against the Bills this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first half alone and then doubles those numbers in the second half because the offenses are just going to be crazy on fire. Wow. So I am willing to bet – what am I willing to bet? Not my dog. I love my dog. I'm willing to bet something really important to me that Patrick Mahomes puts up over 20 points this week. Guaranteed. All right, you have to give Bob $5, Fob, and me $5, Fob. If Mahomes, Dude, I have twelve dollars left because I just spent it all on Geno Smith and Alec Pierce. Well, all the more reason. I mean, hey, you're so confident in Patrick Mahomes. All know? right, well then, how about this? If he does get over, then I'll do the okay. fob. Okay. <clears throat> but if he gets it over, both of you have to give me five dollars fob. All right, wait. What's the bet? Twenty. Twenty. Dude, I think Mahomes is going to get more than twenty. All right, twenty-five. Okay, 25 25. Is, a good, is a good. Twenty-five. Base. Is it in Kansas City or is it in Buffalo? I think it's in Kansas City. Okay. I'll say I'll say he gets below twenty five. If it's in if it's in Buffalo, I might change my mind. No, dude, no, can't, can't do that. You just named in the locks of the week. You can't go back. Dude, no, yeah, to go over twenty points, and you guys are trying to hustle me up the number. No, they're I'm in not, Kansas City this I'm, week. He's in Kansas City. Ooh, he's in Kansas City. I'll take twenty five. Let's not forget. Also, even though Buffalo's amazing. Let's not forget how they choked away. It wasn't. It was more special teams and defense, but it wasn't really Josh Allen. Let's not forget how they choked away that playoff game last year. That could still be sitting in their heads a little bit. So I think it's going to be close, but I'm definitely looking for the Chiefs to have a massive game. They always seem to raise their performance, too, against these top teams. Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, so it's actually like, really hey, hard to hey, score over 30 like, points from a quarterback. Hey. So – I'm not doing the 25 because that's crazy. I'll uh, do 22. See, Bob, talked him out of it, dude. I didn't say anything. What did I say? I don't know. I just you gave him time to think. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You guys are trying to blindside me for my fob. Stop the. You're the one that had to boost up the points. I think Mahomes will have a good week, but 25 is a lot for a quarterback. Yeah, okay, I'd, fine. I'd go, 22 and a half. No, I'd go over 20. I'm Ooh. sticking with my guns from my initial research. Paul's not confident in his locks, bro. I'm confident in it. 20 Dude, points is a Paul, sick you just lock. said he's going to throw 200 yards in the first half. That's, yeah. that's fucking, that's what's 10 that? Points. 10 points. That's 10 points in the first I half. I said I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I'm not guaranteeing it. Points in the first it's half. It's the of the week. Dude, you guys are ganging up on me right now, and I don't like it. You guys are after my fob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's move on to the rapid rounds. All right. Can I go last? Do you have a funny one? Because I have a funny one. <laughs> okay, good, good. No, good. no, no, you do yours. You do yours last, John, because yours was hilarious the last Mine's time. Mine's not as funny as last week, and it has to do with the same player. Same dude. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> dude, I guarantee you we have the same shit. I guarantee you it has to do with the same thing. I'm going to look at your notes. All right, no, but don't look. Know. It'll make it that much more fun when it actually okay, happens. I won't look. I won't look. I don't have one yet. I got to go last. I got to think of one. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want me to start it out? Because this one's actually like a question that has been brought up in the fantasy community a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This All is right. a legit one. All right. Bob, did you want to introduce the rapid round? Or did yeah. you did you already do that? And I just no. missed it. Oh, no. I think I did say it's time for rapid rounds. 
It's okay. time for rapid rounds. All right, go ahead, Paul. All right, so my first rapid round question that I want to ask you guys is something that has been brought up in the fantasy football community a lot lately, especially with this player's performance last week where he blew the lid off the water. And so my question is, what should Taysom Hill's position be for fantasy purposes right now in Yahoo and ESPN? I'm not sure about sleeper, but you can play him as both a quarterback or a tight end. What do you think that's fair? Granted, he's only caught one pass this year. He's caught one pass, and he can be considered a tight end. Yeah, I think over it, dude. I think he'd be a quarterback. It's fucking egregious that he could be considered a tight end if he's only caught one pass this year. Yeah, that's shit on every fantasy like company's end. There's no way in hell he should be considered a tight end if he's especially. I didn't really watch the game last week, but I'm pretty sure he got what he got two or three touchdowns. He was right. He wasn't getting them from the tight end position. He was running them in from the quarterback position. The fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, dude, he was a tight end when Drew Brees was the quarterback. It's, dude, that's like three years ago, bro. And it made sense those years. It made sense for him to be the tight end. Like, that made sense. But, dude, like, even last year when Debo was getting all of those rushing attempts, Sleeper had a, not like a petition, but like a like a hearing if we should put an RB tag on Debo with the wide receiver tag also. And it got turned down. And it's like, if that got turned down, then... And he was seeing way more activity than Taysom Hill is seeing a tight end. Like, dude, it's it's bullshit that he can be a tight end. You know, what, you know what I think the answer is? Just make him the only, the first ever just flex. Like, you can only Ooh, put him in your flex. I like that. I like, like that. utility player in baseball. Yeah, yeah. like, just, just make him a flex. Like, you can't put him as wide receiver. You can't put him as quarterback. You can't put him as anything. The only place you can play him is flex. I got a good round. I I just came up with a good rapid round that doesn't have to do with any fantasy player, but it has to do with one of us. Yeah, say it. (laughs) Will Paul go 0-6 this week? Uh, This was Paul's question last week, and I said he's going to get his first win. So I'm just going to keep riding the Paul wave and say, yeah, Paul Paul wins, dude. I'm believing in you. Who are you you playing this week? I got to – I played JT. Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> you're going 0-6. Yeah, Bro, no. I, I didn't want to beat him. Look at his team. He does have Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, but Olave's questionable. He has Ken Walker and Jonathan Taylor, Najoku, and then he's starting Najee Harris in the flex. Well, he should really be starting George Pickens at the flex. Dude, I'm telling you, if like Jalen Waddle can just somewhat produce for me this okay. game. Paul, are you going to Yeah, win the- I might see it, Paul. I-, I can see you squeaking one out. Okay, so who's taking – are you guys taking Paul this week? No, I'm not. I think I'm going to lose. I'm taking <laughs> Paul. Okay. Dude, Paul's projected the win by a point. I'll take those odds. Okay. I like Minus it. 110 for Paul. I'm just playing the you can't get your feelings hurt if your expectations are low, so I'm just going to assume I'm going to lose. Reverse psychology. Something Loser's like that. brain. Just say you're going to lose and then you'll win. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right. So, Paul, if you don't win, $5 fob. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> Paul, if you win this week, or no, if you lose, you trade me ETN for Kirk Cousins in Dynasty. No, my Dynasty team is <laughs> awesome. I'm not you- touching my Dynasty team. 
don't even need ETN. I do this week. He's my RB1. I'm about to give you the... Okay, I'll throw in a running back. Depends who. I'll throw in, like, uh, who do I have? Singletary or Kareem Hunt? And a first-round pick. I don't have my first-round pick, one. And two, no. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I could give you a 2024, like, third. No. We'll figure it out, Bob. I might okay. actually just hold on to ETN because why not? You need a quarterback. I know, but I'm winning without one right now. And Dak Prescott's going to come back. Yeah, but are you really going to trust Dak? The Cowboys look like they're going full-blown, let's just have our quarterback not mess up the game type like offense. I don't know if they're going to let Dak sling it when he comes back after the way Cooper Rush has been playing. I think they're paying him too much money to not let him throw the ball. A fair, fair argument. I like it. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, John, let's hear your, your rapid round. All right. Wait, Paul, I thought you said your rapid round had to do with the same player as last week. Yeah, I have a have one a after one? this. I have All a right, bonus perfect. one. Perfect, perfect. All right, my rapid round for week six. This, is, this probably isn't going to happen, but what if it did? What would happen, what would be like the headlines if Kenny Pickett beats Tom Brady this week? Uh, and, and how would Tom Brady react? Why, why, is this a, why is this a question? I think the headline would read, Kenny Pickett spotted at Giselle's house after victory in Tampa. <laughs> Dude, do you think Tom Brady will go and shake his hand if he loses to Kenny Pickett? No. I'm not even going to entertain this because I don't think there's a shot that it's going to happen. Dude, it could. It do crazier things have happened. Any given Sunday, Bob. Kenny Pickett's looking loose, dude. <laughs> if Najee scored three points against the Bills. The Steelers will beat the ball if Najee Harris has over 20 points. That's the only way. Fantasy dude. points. Dude, Tom Brady's going to be caught slamming his helmet against the bleachers like, and then he's just not going to shake his hand, and the headlines are just going to read, Kenny Pickett, the new GOAT. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But So mine sticking with this, John and Bob. So when will Tom Brady's divorce affect his play on the field? Oh, I think it already has. Oh. It won't. Wow. I I think I agree with John. I agree with what you said partly. And I think he's just going to, I think his worst games are behind him. And I think he's just going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah. Like, is this just like another chip on his shoulder and he's about to play another 10 years? Like, well, if you read, I read that, like, obviously one of the main reasons why they're like, I don't know if they're actually getting divorced or not, but like the rumors are they're inquiring. Because he obviously came back to play football and everything. Dude, Tom Brady just loves football. More than his wife. Yeah, clearly. So just roll with Tom Brady in football. Don't or does bet. Tom Brady just hate his wife? So oh, like, that's I, the question we're not asking, John. I think we have to. You know, does he love football or does he just fucking hate his wife? <laughs> no, that man, loves, that man loves football. And definitely hates his wife. <laughs> I, I would if she was that much richer than me. What the fuck do you think you are? I pay the bills, Tom. Yeah. I'm going back to practice. <laughs> yeah. 
like, oh, you guys, you're always watching film. Do you guys remember Tom Brady in Filmography? the movie Ted? What? The movie Ted? Yes, with the, with the little bear. Yeah, when they sneak into Tom Brady's house to try and steal, I think it's his Super Bowl ring or something like that. Does he hops out of bed and it's just a terrible acting performance? He's like, "What are you doing in my house?" <laughs> I have not seen that one. I've seen yeah. Ted, but I don't know why I don't remember that. It might, it might be Ted too, actually. I I don't remember off the top of my head. Mark Wahlberg is a big Boston guy. <clears throat> yeah, my my wrapping around was stupid. Once I said it out loud. Yeah. Dude, I I'm, just, like I'm just imagining, dude, like, there would be some serious talk. One, the hype on Kenny Pickett would get so high. Like, people would be overreacting over Kenny Pickett. And then, that's it. I'll just... Dude, I, I don't think it's Kenny Pickett's fault. I think the Steelers are just a fucking mess right now. So, was- do you guys have any closing thoughts? Any advice for this week? What would you guys tell our viewers here? I have a quick one, and mine is just the waiver wire is absolutely pivotal at this point in the season. Even this week, there were a lot of transactions. For example, Ken Walker is a season-changing pickup on the waiver wire. And with buys and everything happening, go after these guys who are getting large target share. So like the Rondale Moores of the world, like the Alec Pierces of the world, if you're not 5-0, and then there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't throw a dart at some of these young ascending rookies or younger guys who are playing well. Because who knows, if you're in a keeper league, you might have found your keeper on the waiver wire this week. And with that being said with the waiver wire, if you have an elite kicker or an elite defense, don't drop them for somebody else if you're not super confident on them. And the only reason I say that is just because Daniel Carlson or whatever his name is, the Raiders kicker who's put up like 15 points a game, single-handedly won me remember we were talking on monday where i was like i have no shot i'm about to be one and whatever in this other league well daniel carlson won me that game because he got 16 points i'm gonna piggyback off that paul and i think you made a great point there like as much if you're not in if you don't have a kicker or defense in your league that's one thing but you can neglect those positions because they still put up points and you still need those points to win weeks. Or I shouldn't say to win weeks, but they could definitely lose you weeks. So if you have a defense that goes out there and puts up negative points, that's going to really affect you bad. If you have a kicker that is missing extra points, that is on an offense that doesn't push the ball up field that much, you still need points from those positions. If you're getting like anywhere from 15 to 20 points from – positions that people don't even really think about that often that is massive in terms of being able to win your week and honestly win fantasy seasons in some aspects when i won the fantasy championship a couple years ago the colts scored like 30 points for me in the championship game you don't think that pushed me over the edge it's a massive thing that people forget about in fantasy and you got to take it seriously if you really want to win my piece of advice would be we're getting into bye week season. So bye weeks are going to go on for the next, what, eight weeks? So we got bye weeks for the next two months up until playoff season. So this is when your depth on your team really comes into play. And I see a lot of trade offers being thrown around where people with depth are trying to trade their depth away for stars. That's fine and all. And of course, if you're going for the win, that's probably your best bet. But you're completely screwed if injuries come around one 
And also, you could be screwed when bye weeks come around because now you're forced to start those guys that are probably going to get you duds. You have to start them for one week, and it, it could lose you your fantasy week. So just remember, it's not a bad thing to have depth. It does make it more frustrating when it comes to your start-sit situations for like your flex spot and whatnot. But just take that into consideration. You don't have to be trading, especially if you have a good record and you have depth. Just roll with it. You're probably going to thank yourself come bye week. When a certain bye week comes along or, you know, when injuries start to plague your team, you're going to really thank yourself that you you have depth. That's good. I like that a lot, John. And as a, as a Makes as up for a, that Kenny Pickett rapid round. <laughs> <laughs> as a team that doesn't have that much depth, I have kind of depth at the running back position, but a wide receivers with Keenan Allen still on the fence of playing this week or not. My wide receivers are, aren't where I would like them to be right now. So depth is definitely crucial. It's always good when you have you. Yet it does suck, like you said, with the stardom sit thing. But it's a good problem to have if you're having trouble figuring out who you want to put in your lineup. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, boys, solid episode. Who do we? Yeah, that was a good episode. Who do we think is going to win tomorrow, Washington or the Bears? Are we watching the game tomorrow or are we watching playoff baseball? I'm watching uh, playoff baseball. I, Yankees are playing tomorrow. I'm 100% watching Yankees. And that game is just terrible as it is. But I am going to go Chicago because they are home. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, Thursday, the primetime games have been fucking awful. The best one was that Ravens-Bengals game. And then I think Monday night's game was pretty good, right? uh, The Ravens-Bengals was Sunday night. Yeah, right, right. That was a good – Sunday night has been pretty pretty decent. I also think the Bears will get a couple turnovers with Wentz. That'll probably be a big difference in the game. So I'm trusting Justin Fields, oddly enough, more than Wentz, just to not turn the ball over. Yeah, and it's going to be pouring rain, too. So it's just going to be, like, low scoring. Wentz is going to throw for seven interceptions. Um, Yeah, he'll lose the game. Yeah, even Ron Rivera came out and was like, they asked him a question. What's the difference between you and the rest of the NFC East? And he was like, quarterback. Yeah, although if you play. Oh, so, yeah, that, that, yeah, he did. But, but why did the, everyone the, shit on Wentz? Like, that's, no, dude, dude, Ron Rivera wasn't shitting on Wentz. Like, he he said more after that, and ESPN just fucking stuffed it. Of course they did. Of dude, course If, if you they listen did. to the whole sentence, he's like, quarterback. He's like, I think. Carson Wentz has played very well for us. It's just a few plays that he wants to take back or something like that. Like, he, he made up for it, but who story. knows? Maybe there's a hidden message in that or a hidden story. meaning in that message. That's the story of Carson Wentz's career. It's just a few plays that he would like to have back. Yeah. yeah. A few plays sure. that lose the game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. good shit, boys. Thank you for listening to the eye test. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow us on all podcast platforms. We're on Spotify and Apple right now. You can find us at the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast on those platforms. And please don't forget to follow us on TikTok. We post more content there that you may not see on here. It is the Eye Test Pod 1 on TikTok. And we are also newly on Instagram, the Eye Test Pod on Instagram. Thank you, Paul, for creating that. And we will see you next Monday for our week six recap. And as always, please don't root for players to get injured so you can pick up their backups on waivers, just like you did with Ken Walker this week. I know. Yeah, right. They're like, <laughs> yeah, Rashad Penny out for the season. <laughs>
I'm the lowest waiver priority. I'm getting him. Don't do that. Not broken fibula. Yes. <laughs> All right, boys. Have a good night. Until next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. See ya.